Hebrews chapter 8, verses 1 through 13. Now, the point in what we are saying is this. We have such a high priest, one who is seated at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in heaven, a minister in the holy places, in the true tent that the Lord set up, not man. For every high, every high priest is appointed to offer gifts and sacrifices. Thus, it is necessary for this priest also to have something to offer. Now, if he were on earth, he would not be a priest at all, since there are priests who offer gifts according to the law. They serve a copy and shadow of the heavenly things. For when Moses was about to erect the tent, he was instructed by God, saying, See that you make everything according to the pattern that was shown to you on the mountain. But as it is, Christ has obtained a ministry that is much more that is as much more excellent than the old as the covenant he mediates is better, since it is enacted on better promises. For if that first covenant had been faultless, there would have been no occasion to look for a second. For he finds fault with them when he says, Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will establish a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not like the covenant that I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt. For they did not continue in my covenant, and so I showed no concern for them, declares the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my laws into their minds and write them on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And they shall not teach each one his neighbor and each one his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest. For I will be merciful toward their iniquities, and I will remember their sins no more. And speaking of a new covenant, he makes the first one obsolete. And what is becoming obsolete and growing old is ready to vanish away. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Man, a great passage. I love, you know, the the passage is about Melchizedek, really powerful, really interesting, also a little confusing. And, right. and it's like the author knows it. He, he begins today's passage with, now the point of all of this is this. <laughs> And so what are your thoughts on this, uh, you know, self-defined clarifying passage? Yeah. Goodness, what a sweet passage. You're absolutely right. Uh, as I read Hebrews 8, my mind goes to that uh, question that we can sometimes ask ourselves. And, and that's, you know, is there an era that you would prefer to live in? You know, have you ever mm. asked that sort of question? It's like, yeah, oh, yeah. you know, I... I would love to live, um, you know, in the Roman Empire. I'd love to live when the pyramids were being built, or the Middle Ages, or when there were, you know, these yeah. these great kings and queens. And that's always been a funny question to me. And part of the reason why is because the way my brain works, when people have asked me that sort of question, my mind usually goes to, you know, I I don't have very good vision, and so I wear contacts, mm -hmm. and I'm like, okay. In most other eras throughout the course of history, I would be a blind person. Yeah. 
or I had asthma as a kid and I'd be like, I probably would have died. Or mm. like, it's really nice to have penicillin and live in the 21st century and to not like have to worry if I get a small infection, right? Mm. And and so I could sometimes think about those those former eras in this longing way. And and then the this like dose of reality hits and I'm like, I mean, I'm sure there's like great things about it. Yeah. But it's really nice to live in today. Yeah. I've actually I've been thinking about that because I uh Jen and I have been plowing through the Lord of the Rings extended editions, <laughs> right. which you know makes you like wish you like had a horse and a sword. Yep. And um and then on the plane to and from Memphis, I started the like 1883 series, mm-hmm. which is kind of that like Oregon Trail right. era. And I've just, I was, it, both of those have made me think about like, man, I don't really worry about like having to like all of a sudden be in like a gunfight or yep. like get sent out to some war. Um, there's like this security that I live in and yeah. this area. So yeah, I totally. Yeah. Or, or, you know, I just, I just moved from Los Angeles and that was 2,100 miles yeah. on horseback goodness it would take forever i mean like yeah that's the oregon trail that we grew up with right yeah, people yeah. die on that trip yeah so the point that i'm trying to make in that though is i think uh we can often look back on the old testament and we see god leading israel uh, in a cloud of fire and pillar by uh, a pillar a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night right yeah. or, or you can think about the temple and and there's something that you can grab hold of with your hands there's a sacrificial system that that makes you think like, okay, we're doing something. Yeah, God's very active amongst the people of God in the Old Testament, according to the Old Covenant. But here, we're seeing that the New Covenant and Jesus, the high priest of the New Covenant, is undeniably better than the Old. Mm. Uh, and, and so, in fact, the the Old Testament, um, uh, it says uh, here in, in chapter 8 that the priest who served in the Old Covenant in the temple in the Old Testament, they were serving a copy and a shadow of the mm. heavenly things. Um, the, the real thing, the real uh, substance uh, that they were serving was in the heavenly places. Um, mm. and, and so passage goes on and says that, uh, uh, but Christ has obtained a ministry that is much more excellent than that of the old. He mediates a better covenant. It's enacted on better promises. And so, you know, what what is the better of the new covenant? And if you skip down to to verse ten uh, to twelve, yeah, um, I will put my laws into their minds and write them on their hearts. I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Um, skipping down a little bit, they shall all know me. I will be merciful towards their iniquities, and I will remember their sins no more. You know, I'm sure it'd be really cool to have seen. God split the Red Sea and to walk mm. through on dry land. That would have been insane. But what we have in Christ as partakers and participants in this new covenant mm. is the gospel being worked in us in such a way where God casts our sins as far as the east is from the west. Yeah. We have God taking his law and, and writing it on our hearts. Mm. You know, the Ten Commandments is great and having these, these stone tablets is great. But God's law is written inside of us because of Jesus. And we can know God, not in this sort of superficial way or know about God or or merely belong to him, but we can know him with an intimate knowledge because of what Jesus has worked and accomplished on our behalf. And and so I think what we're seeing here is 
the undeniable better nature of the new covenant that Jesus is the high priest of. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think one of the really encouraging comforts of, of the book of Hebrews is the long awaited promise of redemption is here and the new covenant is here in Jesus. You know, I think it's easy to get sucked into this wormhole of like, ah, like if I could just have a word from God, like we, you know, we kind of want like a new revelation and I, I think to your point, it's easy to be like, well, if I was like David and, you know, had this like constant communion with God, or if I was like Isaiah and like bore the word of the Lord, right. then it would be so much easier. And, you know, I think if we go back just to the beginning of Hebrews, long ago at many times in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets, but in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son. Amen. Like that's just, you know, we can quit looking for, you know, a, a new word a new revelation like jesus is the true and final revelation Praise god and um i i love that that language that you know he's obtained a ministry that is as much more excellent than the old as the covenant he mediates is better since it is enacted on better promises that that word better better is kratos which is the the greek word for power and strength kratos was like the god of war who really he like personified strength and i find that really interesting because when he says the promises of jesus are better it's not like better in this more idyllic romantic Mm -hmm. sense right it's better in the sense of it it, the promises of christ hold more power they hold more potency uh, they hold more freedom than anything these past promises or covenants could have held and so it, it just breathes and speaks so much comfort into where we are as the church, the bride of Christ. Amen. Yeah. Well, uh, another incredible encouragement and comfort from the book of Hebrews. We'll see you tomorrow for Jackson Randall. This is Will Carlisle. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.